someone has to come up with the vision for the organization. It'll be crafted or, or formed with others, but as the CEO, it's up to you to lead the formation, to lead the communication. So it's all about aligning the organization with a vision. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Lee Eisen said of Leading with Courage Networking. Lee, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Gresh. Looking forward to this. Definitely super excited to have you on as well, too, and have you back on, might I say. And Lee is the founder of Leading with Courage Networking, an all-virtual B2B networking community for trusted advisors with 10 or more years of experience. He designed LWCN, which is Leading with Courage Networking, on his 40-plus years of experience as a senior finance and operations executive in the U.S. and Europe, and as a member of countless networking groups. Lee has addressed some of the largest larger opportunities he feels are being overlooked by most networking groups and has designed a community for who we are today and the world we're evolving into. And you can check out even more about Lee on episode number 357. I'm super excited to be um, a member of this networking group as well too. Lee, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am. I'm looking forward to it, Gresh. Awesome. Well, let's make it happen then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on what I call your CEO story. We'll let you get started with all the awesome work you're doing now. Yeah, my COO story uh, happened after 25 years with SC Johnson, where I was a finance and operation executive. And I took an early retirement program and reinvented myself with the package that I was able to get as the chief operating officer of a top five and a top 50 accounting firm, two separate uh, uh, opportunities. And that was a big change, bigger than I thought it would be. Here I was well-suited as like a chief financial officer. And now I was trying to become the chief operating officer, but I did that. And based on what I learned there, I formed the predecessor to Leading with Courage Networking, which was Leading with Courage uh, uh, Academy, which was a leadership development uh, consultancy that helped people uh, with self-awareness and just making a bigger impact sooner, which really then was the launching pad for what I'm doing now. Nice. I appreciate you sharing that. And, I, and, you know, the journey as well, too. I think so many times we never hear about the journey and especially all the experience and, and expertise that you have. But I love how I, I say so often, like it's it's so important that we don't get attached to the how um, as uh, get attached to the how as much as the why. And if we understand why we're doing what we're doing, sometimes the how will manifest itself. It'll grow. It'll change um, as we're seeing in times like this. But I love that you, it sounds like you've been able to have those strong foundational points and it's now manifest itself into everything you're doing now. Yeah, I think that's true. What I've seen, and, and sometimes I'm jealous of people like this that are, have such a clear vision of what they want to do. Oh, I want to be the CFO of a Fortune 500 company. And I never had that. I never had that either clarity of vision or ability to stick with it. And I ended up going like on a random walk, some would say, in my career. But I had experiences that if I'd been very fixed 
on what I wanted to achieve. And I see these people, they achieve those things, but they get divorced along the way. They don't seem as happy. Whereas I kind of had a general understanding and I end up spending five years in France, working in the family office of an ultra high net worth family, starting a fine dining restaurant. I mean, you name it. I mean, there were things I've done in my career that if I'd been just fixed on an objective, I would never have seen these things, never done these things. And those are the things that really helped me do what I'm doing now even better. They enable everything. So it was like a liberal arts education. You know, it's good to see a lot of different things. I know you touched on, you know, the websites and everything you're doing there. So I wanted to drill down more about the Leading with Courage networking, hear a little bit more on what you're doing, how you're making an impact and and what you feel kind of even sets you apart in is your secret sauce. Yeah, I think this happened... I've been doing work with Leading with Courage Academy in employee stock ownership plan companies and spending a lot of my time really focused on this narrow niche of, uh, of companies. And then about six months ago, the pandemic is really taking hold. It doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. So I start looking out at it and saying, you know, there's got to be an opportunity in all of this. And I was saying, well, how can I take what I've got today and leverage it even more. How do I take it to the next level? And I just started thinking about it more and more. I go on a walk for two hours every day. And if I'm not listening to a podcast like yours, I'm thinking about why is this so? So I came up, I hit on the idea of, you know, business networking and how do we network? And so I decided, what if you just had an all virtual, all the time, you know, networking community. Most of the networking groups I know are going back to -to face-to-face. They're trying to. The members are anxious about it, but these networking groups, their brands are all based and their infrastructure is all designed around face-to-face. And I said, well, I don't have to do that. I can be all virtual. The biggest obstacle in the past to all virtual was no one knew how to use Zoom. First, they didn't know what it was. And second, I got to pay for it. But that's all changed. That barrier disappeared. And now it enables me to offer an all virtual experience uh, for trusted advisors with more than 10 years of experience. So I really narrowed in on who I want to focus on. The, The CEOs, they're more than welcome to join, but I'm afraid they may feel like a crumb at a picnic with a bunch of ants. Because if you've got a bunch of advisors, you know, they're going to be, you know, just, you know, crawling all over the CEOs. Now we, we can do things to minimize that, but this has really been designed for advisors with more than 10 years of experience. I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. Sure. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Oh, I think it's just asking people, how am I doing? What can I do better? Uh, that, that question threatens a lot of CEOs. Um, they they don't, I'm, uh, familiar with the case right now, uh, where the CEO, uh, is, is a micromanager. He doesn't solicit feedback and he doesn't welcome feedback. And my prediction is he won't last too much longer. Uh, he, you can't get along. You can't get, uh, be successful if you don't know how you're doing from the perspective of the people that you lead and that you know, you're supporting. And so my CEO hack is to other CEOs, don't be afraid to ask 
you know, how am I doing? What can I do better? And then listen to what you're being told. I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Well, if I looked at a time machine and had to tell my younger business self, and I don't have to go back that far, I mean, it could be just two weeks ago. Uh, think twice before you say something. I have a habit of just, you know, speaking my mind. Now, some people will call that direct and, you know, honest. Sometimes it's just stupid. And, you know, you say things that, yeah, they were right. But the question I have to, um, I have to keep asking myself is, now the right time is now the right place. Am I the right person to say it? And the problem that I usually end up saying, yeah, I'm the right person, because no one else is stepping up to it. That, that's a problem. But I think really thinking twice, before, if you're, especially if it's going to be critical or could be perceived as critical. Uh, I, I did learn a hack from uh, Ben Franklin. I read this somewhere. when, when he, he never argued with people, the, the, this uh, story was saying. He'd always start out by saying, I could be wrong, but, and then he'd say what he was thinking. So that if it turned out that what he was saying was wrong, he said, see, I told you I could be wrong. <laughs> he had left himself this, you know, exit from there, but I could be wrong. Uh, and then you say, but, you know, I, I would mandate vaccines. I could be wrong, but I would mandate vaccines. But then you just have a way, see, yeah, maybe I was wrong. Uh, the other one I have that goes along with that is, I don't suppose when you want to get someone to do something, now you can't play this card too often or you get, they start to read it pretty, but I don't suppose you'd consider getting a vaccine mm-hmm. or getting vaccinated. And I, I just choose that one because it's just top of the mind right now. But, you know, I'll use it with my wife who does not like Chinese food. And so whenever I ask her, oh, can we order in tonight? And I'll say, what do you want? She'll always, you know, say Italian or something. But if, if she asks me, can we order in tonight? I'll say, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I don't suppose you'd consider Chinese. And if I don't do it too often, she usually agrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do that. But if I had just started out by saying, how about if we order in and we get Chinese? No, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> You're right. But I don't suppose... Is, is, is another CEO hack, I guess, is that what you're, or nugget? Yeah, nugget, yeah. How to, yeah. How to soften uh, maybe the ask. Yeah. Uh, you've thought about it. So it's the, I could be wrong, and I don't suppose. Those are two that come to my mind. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote-unquote CEOs on this show. So Lee, what does being a CEO mean to you? Someone has to come up with the vision for the organization. It'll be crafted or, or formed with others, but as the CEO, it's up to you to lead the formation, to lead the communication. So it's all about aligning the organization with a vision um, and, and a strategy for achieving it. That's what I think the CEO, it's, the CEO is not there to tell them how to do things. The CEO is there to tell them what to do. Again, after getting buy-in and, and, and passing it by, being an inclusive kind of strategy developer, you don't want to develop it all by yourself. Uh, 
The other thing that I think the CEO has to do is make tough decisions. They can't keep kicking the can down the road. At some point, someone has to stand up. Are we, do we launch this brand or don't we? Do we withdraw this product from the market? Do we terminate this employee? Do we put out a statement about uh, employee activism or what's going on in the broader environment and how, you know, whether we support it or we don't support it? You know, that's the job of the CEO. There's no one else in the organization that can do some of those things. And so that to me is, you know, vision, strategy, and then making decisions for the organization that are consistent with those two. That's what I think the, that's what I think the CEO does. Well, awesome. Well, Lee, truly appreciate you for that definition and that perspective. I appreciate you, of course, you know, for your time. What I wanted to do was just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you, find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah. I mean, the best place to find out about Leading with Courage Networking is going to our website, lwcnetworking.com. And there you can read about our differences, our benefits, who the subject matter experts are like, like you, Gresh. Uh, and if so inclined, you can apply. Uh, I'd, we'd love that. Our goal, we filled our first group of 20 in three weeks. My goal is to have another nine groups of 20 formed in the next six months. And I haven't decided yet if that's just a, you know, too easy a goal or if it's stretch because the first group was pretty pretty easy, which tells me there's a need in the market. So I, I go to, you know, lwcnetworking.com and you can learn a lot more. Uh, I regularly post on LinkedIn, but I think going to the website really is the best place to learn more. Um, there is one thing and I didn't even think about it. So now I got to go look for it here. Uh, but if anyone in the audience wants a flyer, and you've seen our flyer, I think. But if you want the flyer, there is a, we're trying to, you just have to text the word flyer, F-L-Y-E-R, just text that to this address, to this phone number, 262-383-4770, 262-383-4770, the word flyer. And you will immediately get back the link to the, uh, to our flyer and you can download it right then and there. So it isn't like you got to send me something and then I send you back. No, th this happens immediately. Um, it's, it's really a, a nice little piece of technology we found. Yeah, I was going to say technology is definitely a beautiful thing. And um, to make it even easier, we'll have that information in the show notes as well, too, as far as the links and, and also the, the number as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. Yeah, think, you know, you know, the business a bit. I mean, am I forgetting anything? No. I mean, I think you have your website. Uh, we'll have that in the show notes and, and we have everything as far as the flyer as well, too, for people to get a hold of with you. But we can always add, you know, more information, you know, if you have anything that you see fit. So definitely make sure, you know, to check out the show notes. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, Sounds good. that's everything I've got. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much again, Lee. Truly appreciate all the awesome things you're doing and the reminders that you gave to us today and all the, the phenomenal nuggets and hacks that we can kind of implement right here and right now, whether we're trying to get Chinese food, we're trying to figure out the best 
food and the best products that we should have within our business. So truly appreciate you, my friend. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.